FPL managers, welcome to the FPL Optimized Podcast. This is episode number 44. This is the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old eye test. I am Bas, the casual manager, and my co-host is Sertop, the data scientist. Data or grass or data and grass? That's the question. Double game week 34 is still going on with two games being played as we're recording now on Wednesday evening and one more game to go on Thursday. We'll start looking ahead to game week 35 already though. And wow, there will only be four game weeks left this season. It's quite hard to believe. It's time to prepare for a final sprint, therefore, to improve your OR or to still win that mini league. Surtalb and I will talk about game week 35, but we will also look at the following game weeks as some teams will still double in the weeks to come. But as, as always, we'll start with reviewing how the current game week is going. Surtalb, what did and didn't work for you so far? I'm currently at 77 points and the games are two games are going on and there's one more game tomorrow. Yeah. So I think I might back into in 100k again. So fingers crossed. Okay. I will have six players playing tomorrow. I think as I said earlier transfers were mostly done uh, for getting ready for this game week and the future doubles. So yeah. I'm pretty happy overall that the preparation paid off. Obviously, I got lucky with some of the picks, but the preparation for this game week was critical, uh, as we have kept talking about this game week, especially, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. So how is your game week going? Yeah, that's true. It's a double game week 34. We've been talking about it for a long time. Uh, for me, yeah, I can't complain either. Currently, I'm at 80 points. I think that's the live score after uh, Salah scored a penalty a bit earlier. I did captain Salah, so uh, of course, I, I hope that he can beat Haaland's score this week. It will be helpful for my mini leagues. Uh, mm -hmm. And for the rest, nothing too special. Uh, just some good performances overall. I had Estupinen with nine points, which was pretty good, even though it could have been more. He was quite close to scoring a goal. Uh, furthermore, I had Shaw and Isaac with seven points each and Steele in goal with six. So yeah, overall, just good performances uh, from all the players. And yeah, hoping I can break the 100 points barrier uh, with, uh, yeah, now with two games tonight and tomorrow. So yeah, three games left to play. Okay, uh, we covered that. So now let's look ahead to game week 35 and beyond. And let me start with a little bit of a game week analysis, which is maybe unusual, but uh, I hope you will allow me uh, a minute or a few minutes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was looking at it. So game week 35 is quite a normal game week. I would say there are no doubles and no blanks. Uh, there are a, a few interesting fixtures. Uh, we could target, like City will play against Leeds and Brighton against Everton. Um, yeah, and assuming that we all have three Brighton players already, uh, maybe not yet three City players. So I think that's one thing we should look at later uh, in this podcast, um, which two City players we should own beyond Haaland. So let's mm -hmm. come back to that one. So then if we look a bit further to game week 36, uh, we will have Newcastle and Brighton, who will both have a double game week. Newcastle will play against Leeds away and then against Brighton at home. 
And again, most of us probably have three Newcastle players already. But often, I think, uh, the you know, a lot of managers have doubled up on the defense. However, Newcastle hasn't been keeping too many clean sheets lately. So I think the question here is, should we replace one of the defenders by a midfielder or attacker? And is it viable to even go for Isaac and Wilson, uh, both combined? Uh, you know, they, they don't often play together from the start, but normally in the second half, they yeah, one of them comes on and they play together and, and they always, you know, either one of them or both of them score a few goals. So mm-hmm. it could be viable to, to have both of them. So that's another one I think we should look at today, the, the Newcastle options. And then moving to game week 37, again, it's Brighton who will double. So, yeah, if you didn't realize it yet, I think having three Brighton players will be essential for the next weeks as they still have two double game weeks coming up. Mm-hmm. And again, I think let's look at Brighton as well, uh, which players to own. Um, and yeah, let's look at the data as we usually do. And for that game week, Brighton will play at home against Southampton and then away to City. And then the last thing I wanted to mention, still for um, game week 37, is that there will be other teams that are doubling. Uh, It's City. They will play against Chelsea and Brighton. United will play against Bournemouth and Chelsea. And Chelsea will play against City and United. So, well, I think we can ignore Chelsea, FPL-wise. It's a bit (laughs) sad, but true. Um, City, we already covered. So let's also talk about United later and which three players to target. And I think one popular move for that game week could be that the people who move to Salah for the current uh, games, the current fixtures, uh, by game week 37, they might be moving uh, to Bruno because uh, yeah, Salah will play against Villa, just one game, and Bruno will have the two games. So yeah, in a nutshell, looking at those uh, game weeks that will come up. And yeah, so Suratab, if you don't mind, and before looking at other Twitter questions, let, let's tackle some of those questions that I just raised. Sure. And the first one was about City. So which two players do you think we should be targeting uh, next to Haaland, of course? Yeah, it's a tough question as usual. The order of expected value goes De Bruyne first, Ederson second, Mahrez. Sorry, who? <laughs> Ederson? <laughs> yes, Ederson. <laughs> he was benched tonight, right? He, he is benched, yes. Man, yes. that's a surprise. Well, probably he will play the rest of the fixtures though. Yeah, it is yeah. surprising. I, I feel yeah. for Ederson owners. I don't have him. Yeah, but... indeed. Like getting only one point in a double game week. But, you know, as seasoned Ederson owners, we're used to this kind of stuff, right? Yeah, well, you know, I uh, I, I, I couldn't take it for too long. I just did it for <laughs> three or four games and then uh, I you had to sell it again. Yeah. <laughs> I learned a lesson there. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so yeah, Ederson is coming after De Bruyne. Then comes Mahrez, Grealish, Diaz and Foden. Okay. Um, so one thing to note here is that even though Mahrez is coming before Grealish here in terms of expected value, his expected minutes are lower. So mm. Mahrez is the high risk, high return pick here. So Grealish has more 
like higher minute expectations, but Mahrez has still has higher expected value. So too many so there are not too many options as you see. Yeah. And it depends on your risk preference or bench depth. If you have a good bench to cover if Mahrez doesn't play, then right. he's a really good option. But yeah, it's a stuff. What do you think? It is tough, and it's strange huh? for a team that is uh, leading the league that it's it's quite difficult to choose three players. And <laughs> true, I think from the list that you you had, well, Ederson is there, but beyond that, you know, it's just Diaz from defense. And in the past, I think yeah, we always had Cancelo that everybody owns. That was quite an easy one to go to. But yeah. since he's left. Well, Ake luckily is back. He's playing tonight and he even scored a goal, I think. So mm-hmm, Ake could be maybe a good one to own. But even also with Ake, yeah, you're never sure that he will play. So so that that's a bit of risk. And I think, well, if you already have Haaland, it's quite difficult to fit in the Bruyne. Uh, it is possible, but that's that's two, two premium players. But that could be an option. Yeah, Haaland, De Bruyne, and then maybe add in Grealish if, if you can do that budget-wise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's let's yeah. We need to monitor De Bruyne's fitness. Um, well, and that's the other interesting option, of course. Now with De Bruyne being out, it's uh, Alvarez who's playing, mm-hmm. and so that could be a good alternative. But yeah, yeah. With, with yeah with that one, as soon as KDB is back, it's quite likely, of course, that that Alvarez will drop back to the bench. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, good. At least uh, we, we covered it. It's not an easy one, but something for all managers to consider. Um, but let's move on to the next question, which was about Newcastle. Um, so, yeah, for, for Newcastle, do you think it makes sense to move away a bit from the defense and consider consider doubling up on the midfield and attack? And should we maybe even consider selling Trippier uh, as he kind of stops scoring points uh, lately? Yeah, I understand the concern, but I mean, his double is coming in game week 36, obviously. I mean, it's true for all the Newcastle players, but uh, I mean, if you are selling Trippier, you probably have a good team already because converting a single game week player to a double is more important at this point, I think. And by expected value, he's the second highest uh, among all defenders after Estupinan. Okay. And, and they're almost the same in terms of total expected value. And yeah. he, and then comes Dunk. And even though Dunk has one more fixture than Trippier, his, Trippier's expected value is higher, which is surprising. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm tempted to keep him. And I see his name in some solver suggestions, suggestions to move out. That's true. But, okay. I mean, there are not too many options to go with anyway. So... You yeah. can have less defenders playing for you, that's true, and then get the midfield and attack like forwards. But yeah. I think I will keep him, most probably. How about you? Yeah. yeah, I think as you said, it's maybe a little bit of a luxury move. Like if you move Trippier for another Newcastle player, uh, probably you want to focus first on getting another player who, who will double. Uh, as mm-hmm. you said, moving a single game week player to a double game week player might be the better option. But yeah, I mean, they have con- been conceding a lot, or a lot. Yeah, they have been conceding uh, in the recent game weeks. And also, what Trippio was doing at the start of the season, or, you know, in the first half of the season, each time he was giving assists. 
Um, so even when they conceded, he was still scoring quite some points, and and that's that's yeah kind of stopped as well. Even though you know you know it can come back. I mean, he's still on he's still on the corners. He's still on the free kick. So you know, in any other game week, that could be again a trippier assist. It's just something that we haven't seen uh, recently. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think yeah, I think you're right. I think we need to probably be patient and uh, keep it in. All right. Um, yeah, let's move to Brighton then. Um, Brighton being the standout team to invest in. Uh, they're just playing really good football. They're scoring a lot of goals. And on top, it's the only team that will still have two double game weeks uh, left this season. Um, yeah, probably all of us already have three Brighton players. But if we look purely at the data, who are the three players we should be owning, you think? Yeah. Yeah, Brighton is my favorite team currently yeah. in the league. So by ex yeah. expected value order, uh, it is McAllister, Mitoma, right. March, Steele, Gross, Estupinan, and Dunk. Okay. For myself, I already have McAllister, Mitoma, and Dunk. So I will be keeping them. So that's the three players I have. Uh, but there's right. not much difference between the top three options here. Uh, I know that March is more popular uh, among certain circles. And mm. let's talk FPL. And they actually calls McAllister as spreadsheet Alistair. <laughs> 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 because it's, he's more of an analytics pick because of the penalties and uh, yes. whatnot. So yeah. midfield spot is valuable, I understand. So some pe some people have all all these like three midfielders too. But right. since the midfield spot is valuable, uh, you, you might want to have, I don't know, like a Manchester United player or maybe, you know, Salah. Yeah. So I think the ideal case, you have two midfielders out of these three and then yeah. a defender or a goalkeeper. That's the ideal setting I can think of. But yeah, yeah I mean, the expected value is close between them. So either, okay. either way is sure. fine. Yeah. It's interesting. I didn't realize before that we both own uh, three different players. You have Magalastro, Mitoma, Dunk. I have March, Steele, Estupinan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. See, yeah. lots of options. Like, what yeah, a contrast yeah. to Manchester um, City where we are struggling to find a player to yeah, pick. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. And I'm quite happy, actually, with, with those three. Um, mm -hmm. Don't think I'll change, even though, yeah, Mitoma is a really, uh, you know, attractive, great player. And McAllister indeed on the penalties, which is uh, very attractive as well. Yeah. It's uh, hard to go wrong there. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, well, and then uh, the last question I had in, in uh, the part that I covered before. So looking ahead already to game week 37, um, based on the data we have now, do you think it makes sense to consider a switch from Salah to Bruno? Again, assuming that you know, a lot of us are on Bruno at the moment for the double game week and uh, for 37. Uh, did I say Bruno? Salah. A lot of us are on Salah for mm -hmm. now for the double game week. And uh, for game week 37, Bruno will have will have a double. So it could make sense. And it could be quite easy, of course, budget-wise to downgrade Salah to Bruno. Mm -hmm. So uh, do you think that could be an optimal plan? For last two game weeks, Fernandez is better in total expected value. Actually, if you combine 37 and 38, yeah. uh, the player with the highest expected value is Rashford, uh, right. 16.84, like among midfielders. And yeah. then Fernandez, okay. and then De Bruyne, then comes Salah. Okay. So I think it makes sense. But um, 
as far as I see, Salah is the optimal captain for game week 38, who's playing right. against Southampton. So yeah. you might want to go to maybe Fernandez for 37 and then get Salah back for the last game week. That's yeah. an option too. But yeah, I mean, I, I already have both Salah and Fernandez and also Rashford. So it's not a big concern uh, for me. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, covered. I mean, uh, but I I can see the logic behind it. I mean, you don't need to get Salah back, even though he's the optimal captain with the current data. For example, Rashford's expected value is not that far, so you you mm-hmm. might actually bet against him for the last game. Yeah, because yeah, let's see how it goes in the next game weeks in in the relegation battle. But you know, he's playing Southampton away so at Southampton the last game week mm-hmm. they might still be fighting to stay in the Premier League oh, yeah then uh yeah and, and Liverpool I think their away record isn't isn't that good this season so yeah I'm not sure if I would bet on Salah for that game week while mm-hmm. United is playing at home against Fulham um I think I would bet on on United to be honest mm-hmm. But yeah, let's see. Still a few game weeks to go, of course. We'll come back on that later. Okay, thanks, Ertop, for covering all of that. Um, Let's now switch then to some Twitter questions. We went Mm -hmm. over the remaining game weeks already. We talked about the teams we should invest in. However, FPL Crisis has a valid point. He asks, with so many games still left to play and short turnaround times, should we maybe avoid triple ups and... Um, or he says, or should we just go all in? And yeah, I think it's probably about having decent options on your bench so you can cover for any injuries or rotation. But what do you make of it, Sertab? You are absolutely right. If you have the decent bench cover, I think it's time to triple up. I mean, it's the end of the season anyway. You yeah. won't lose expected value long term. I mean, it. you don't need to use any chips or whatever. So it is... I think, in my opinion, it is a good... So, I think it's a good idea. But I will also say that I wouldn't probably do it if I was leading my mini-league to play it safe, so to keep my options open to a degree. But obviously, if you are chasing, it's time to take some risks. Um, For the second part of the question, actually, he asked, who are the best targets to fill that 7-8 attacking spot for the remaining games? Yeah. Actually, I was checking, you know, which players can be an option. I was also checking the solver. We talked about yeah. Newcastle too. But I see a potential move for myself as to uh, move to Isaac. His right. expected value for 36 is great. I mean, he's doubling, obviously. And then he's playing against Leicester and Chelsea for the remaining game weeks. Yeah. And... So in this list, he's the sixth highest uh, player by expected value for the remaining horizon uh, among players below 9 million uh, value. So it is Rashford, McAllister, Mitoma, March, Saka, and Isaac. Okay. And yeah, I think so that way I will also triple my Newcastle players. I already have triple Brighton. I already have triple Manchester United. So I mean... Answering that question, yes, I think it's time to triple up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the difficult point, though, as mentioned before, with Newcastle, you, you don't know who will start because Wilson is doing really well, too. Yeah, I think 
I I will skip that transfer this game week anyway. So I I mm. I, I will have mo- one more. I will have one more game week of data before I right. decide. But yeah, <laughs> I think I think I still get Isaac in the optimal. So let's see if his minutes will change. But he might yeah. be a, a nice option the, for me. On this one, I'm not sure if one game week of data will help you because I think it's just kind of game dependent. And okay. I think Isaac seems to be, let's say, the number one choice, but then sometimes maybe more for tactical reasons or maybe for, you know, giving Isaac some rest, uh, Wilson will start. Um, so, yeah, I think even like in the next game, you know, whoever starts, it doesn't mean I think that you will be starting afterwards too. But the good thing though is that I think in, in most games, they do come on at some moment either isaac or wilson they replace each other or they come on a second striker mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's a, that well i mean i say the good thing is because so far when they come on they also score a goal it seems so that that's maybe helpful but yeah it is a bit of risk to to consider uh who's who's starting yeah yeah okay but that's good. It's good that you cover those options. It's also quite interesting to see that Saka is still there because so far we didn't talk about Arsenal so much. Um, you know, they're still uh, competing for the championship, uh, even though, you know, City might be the favorites now. But uh, yeah, we shouldn't forget about them. And they have quite a good uh, final part of the season with, with Nottingham in Gaming 37 and then Wolves in 38. So yeah. That's pretty good. Shouldn't forget about Arsenal. Okay, then another question from Twitter. This one came from FPL Escapades. uh, And he still owns two Chelsea defenders. I couldn't believe it when I was reading it. I really feel sorry for him. Uh, Yeah, sorry, FPL Escapades. But yeah, he's considering moving on, which which sounds uh, reasonable. And he wants to know who the best defensive options are uh, for now, game week 35 until the end. Yeah, it is very unlucky for Chelsea defense owners. Yeah. Their performance and therefore their expected value fell down quite a bit. Yeah. So the order of defenders for the remaining time horizon is Estupinan has the highest expected value and he's okay. very cheap. So I think he's a really good pick. And then Trippier, but probably <laughs> we talked about Trippier, but most yeah. people have him already anyway. Yeah. And comes Dunk, then Alexander Arnold, then Diaz, Shaw, and then Shar. And yeah. so the range of these expected values are like varying from eighteen point four to sixteen point zero five. So not a big difference overall. So all of these yeah. players are good picks, but obviously. I mean, Brighton players are very cheap. Brighton defenders, they have two doubles. They are very uh, good to have. And yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, there are there are options. I, I think I moved James to Alexander-Arnold. So uh-huh. he was the option for me. But yeah, what do you think? Yeah, and Alexander-Arnold, he also has a bit of a new role in the team, it seems. Yeah. He moved a bit more to the, to the midfield. Midfield, and, I mean, he was already always very attacking, but but now even more so, more involved in the game. And we've seen it in recent weeks that I think he has been uh, giving assists. What was it now? And I think in four or five consecutive game weeks. 
so far not yet tonight, but uh, the game isn't over. I do see that Haaland scored a goal. Well, that's no surprise. He always yeah. scores. <laughs> he so that kind of means that it's, it's even again between the Haaland and the Salah captainers, more or less. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving back to 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 the defense. Yeah, Astupinan. I mentioned it before. You know, it's really an attractive player. He's really secure also of his minutes, and uh, he was even unlucky to only have nine points. He had an assist last game week, but it could have been more. He was very close to scoring a goal. Um, yeah, and then you mentioned Trippier, Dunk, Trent, um, Diaz, Shaw, and Cher. Cher is also quite amazing, you know, as a defender, he sees so much involved in, in the attack as well. Um, I find him a good option too. I still have Botman, but I kind of regret it. I should have gone for Cher, even though there's a little bit of budget difference. I think that's also why I went for Botman. Yeah, I, I have Botman too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Well, a great question. We covered the defensive options. Uh, and we did receive some other questions on Twitter as well, but we, we almost answered all of it already by the content we covered before. Um, and uh, yeah, before we close, let's look again at the captaincy options as this, that's something we try to do each, each week. So for game week 35, who should we be captaining, Sir Dub? Holland is clearly ahead of everyone else this game week. I mean, this is such an easy fixture for Manchester City. And yeah, and they, they did change the coach again huh, today. So oh, they did? Uh, I wasn't yeah, following. Yeah. They brought in uh, Sam Allardyce, who's a very uh, experienced okay. manager, of course, mm -hmm. trying to uh, keep leads in the Premier League. So it's the the third coach they will have this season. Um, so yeah, that, that always makes a bit of a difference, uh, I think, right? Because we always see this kind of new manager bounces. I think it won't be easy to do it at Leeds, but especially against City. But yeah, there's something maybe to, to keep in mind that they will have a new manager for this game. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if it will make Holland's job easier <laughs> no, or right harder. Now. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So I will check the data again. But right now, Holland, I mean, in the ensemble model, the average of all the models, his yeah. expected value is 8.1 and then Salah's uh, expected value is 6.8. So there's still a bit of a difference between the two. So yeah. I don't expect the, the gap to, you know, disappear anyway. No. Even if like, even if we increase our expectations from Leeds, I think Holland will stay as the optimal captain. No. But I mean, just to talk about all the options. So we have Holland yeah. and then Salah in second place and Kane with 5.9 expected value, then Rashford 5.2, and then comes Mahrez with 5.1. And in all models, except Mikel Tokwam, Holland is the first option. And right. with Mikel Tokwam's uh, model, he hasn't updated these projections for game week 35 yet. So these projections are coming from last game week. Uh, yeah. Because when he shares, he shares multiple game weeks of data and Salah was ahead, but Holland was only 1.7 less uh, than Salah's expected value. So, yeah, I think I will captain Holland. <laughs> are you going to are you, are you going to captain someone else again? 
<laughs> you you captain no. Salah like two games. No, I, well, you know, the only thing you could maybe consider, I was just looking at the fixtures, is that they will play against Madrid on Tuesday, semi-final. Oh, okay. And it's Leeds then on Saturday. So, you know, it's Saturday, Leeds, Tuesday, Madrid. And of course, tonight they play as well. So maybe rotation could be an issue, even though, you know, we did mention that before, but it didn't happen that much. I think Holland almost always starts, especially as, you know, the, the, they're still, of course, fighting for the, the title. But yeah, you could say Leeds at home, maybe, you know, Alvarez could do the job. So yeah, that would be maybe the only thing to keep in mind. That, that could be that rotation risk. But, you know, you, you're always safe to go with Haaland as captain and then just make sure you have a good uh, vice captain as well. Uh, I think that that's something that could be quite important, uh, as, as always. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, I think that is it for today. Think we can close it? Do you agree? Yeah. Thank you very much for repairing the episode. Yeah, you do. I think uh, it was good again. At least I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same it. here. I hope the people that listened enjoyed it too. Uh, thank you again for listening. This was the FPL Optimized Podcast, episode number forty-four. Next week we will be back with another episode. You can subscribe to our podcast so you'll know when the next episode is out. And you can also follow us on Twitter. For Surtop, it's at Surtop Bilal. And for me, it's at Belfi BB. Good luck with Game Week 35 and talk to you next time. Bye bye.